Welcome to the Self-Care Sessions Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole. And my friend, I'm on a mission to help you live a lifestyle you love. I believe that self-care is the key to living your best life. When you're taking great care of yourself first, it allows you to live the life you truly desire instead of getting overwhelmed and exhausted and losing yourself in the chaos, to-do list, and negative influences. Self-care encourages growth into the best version of yourself. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite soul-soothing beverage and let's do this. Let's talk about burnout. It's no surprise that this phenomenon has become more prevalent since the onset of the pandemic. Given the chronic nature of various stressors, both at work and at home, so many people have reached a point of feeling burned out. Now, burnout is a phenomenon that's typically discussed in relationship to work, but I'm just going to put it out there that I fully and completely feel it's also a phenomenon that can be experienced in situations that are not work-related. I believe anyone going through severe emotional distress can experience it, as well as anyone in a caretaker role, including stay-at-home parents. So although it's often discussed in relationship to work, I just wanted to acknowledge that it can apply to other situations as well. That said, what I want to spend time on in today's episode is what happens to your nervous system and hormones during prolonged or chronic stress. Because when we can understand what our neuroendocrine response is, or in simpler terms, our nervous system and hormone responses to chronic stress, it gives us an opportunity to focus on certain areas in our recovery and healing journey. But let's back up and touch on what burnout is. It's an experience or state characterized by feelings of emotional and physical exhaustion, an increase in negativity or cynicism, and progressing into self-doubt and a person being ineffective in their job. Of course, a person doesn't just wake up one day burned out. There's often a number of factors that lead to the progression to this stage, and I want to describe what happens to the nervous system and hormones in this process. I've talked about the body's stress response several times on this podcast, so you should by now be familiar with the terms sympathetic and parasympathetic. Real quick recap though, they are two parts of the autonomic nervous system that governs automatic body functions like breathing, heartbeat, and digestion. The sympathetic nervous system response is often referred to as the fight or flight response, which is characterized by feeling revved up, having an increased heart rate, breathing becomes rapid and shallow, there's an increase in sweating, and increased alertness. Another side of the autonomic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, is often referred to as the rest and digest response, which is characterized by feeling more relaxed and calm and supports activities like digestion, sleep, and reproduction. So sympathetic is fight or flight, and parasympathetic is rest and digest. Ideally, what would happen in a stressful situation is your body would go into the sympathetic response, and when the situation is passed, you would swing back towards a state of more parasympathetic dominance. I should also point out we need both sympathetic and parasympathetic activity to function optimally as human beings. Often the sympathetic system gets villainized, but it's necessary. In a perfectly healthy human being, we actually switch between sympathetic dominance and parasympathetic dominance all day. Not all experiences of sympathetic dominance are an outright fight-or-flight response. During non-stressful sympathetic dominance, we're more focused and alert and revved up. So as you can imagine, that would be a really helpful state to be in during the day when we're working, right? 
Where the problem comes in and can eventually lead to burnout is when we're in a state of constant high stress. So we're just hanging out in that sympathetic dominance and not spending much time in the more restorative parasympathetic activity. That rest and digest parasympathetic activity is needed to recover and get really deep restorative sleep at night. So from a nervous system perspective, burnout happens when we're spending all of our time in this fight or flight mode and not finding ways to engage in the more restorative and healing parasympathetic rest and digest mode. Before I move on to what happens to your hormones, I want to talk for a moment about mindset because it relates to the nervous system response we just talked about. As I mentioned earlier, a component of burnout includes negativity, cynicism, and self-doubt. If you listened to my last episode, you may remember that I mentioned positive self-talk can stimulate that restorative parasympathetic activity. So if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, um, hello, I have no time for these restorative activities. Well, we're going to bust that myth because even positive self-talk can support that restorative parasympathetic rest and digest mode. You've heard the saying mindset is everything, right? Now, I know it's not always easy when you're in a really tough struggle, but just to give you an example, it could sound something like this. Nicole, you're strong, smart, and resilient. You're doing an amazing job with this project. It hasn't been easy, but you're really showing up with grit and dedication. I'm proud of you. Positive self-talk takes no time away from your obligations. So the I don't have time for this excuse isn't going to work here. You do have time and your health, both mental and physical, is worth it. Okay, now let's talk hormones. During that sympathetic fight or flight response, the body increases the release of a hormone called cortisol. Cortisol is also often referred to as the stress hormone. So during stress, we kick out cortisol, which allows the body to mobilize glucose so that we can respond to the stressful situation. Again, in a healthy adult, when the acute stress is over, the cortisol production would return to normal levels. But during prolonged stress, the body continues releasing higher levels of cortisol until the burnout phase in which production actually drops because the neuroendocrine system that the cortisol response is part of becomes dysfunctional. In case you're wondering what symptoms can result from this chronically elevated cortisol, it often causes weight gain and inability to lose weight, high blood pressure, severe fatigue, acne, thinning skin, headaches, slower wound healing, troubles concentrating, and muscle weakness. As I mentioned earlier when I talked about the nervous system, when we don't actively engage in making the restorative parasympathetic rest and digest mode a priority, we don't give the body a chance to heal and recover from the high mental, emotional, and physical demands we're placing on ourselves. So as it relates to our hormones, we're not giving our body a chance to allow those cortisol levels to return to baseline. Now, an interesting thing about cortisol is that in a healthy person, it's released in a rhythm tightly linked to the body's circadian rhythm or the body's natural 24-hour cycle. The body's cortisol rhythm is such that levels are typically lowest during the evening hours when we're going to sleep and highest in the morning while we're waking. Now, this is exactly opposite of melatonin's rhythm. Melatonin, as you may know, is another hormone tightly linked to sleep and the body's circadian rhythm. Melatonin production is highest at night during the time when cortisol is lowest. And then as morning approaches, melatonin starts to drop as cortisol starts to rise. 
So these hormones have an inverse relationship as it relates to our sleep rhythm. This should pique your interest if you're a high stress person and don't sleep well. Because as I just mentioned, cortisol is typically lowest when we're falling asleep. So when your cortisol levels aren't dropping at night because you're in fight or flight mode and haven't given your body any parasympathetic downtime, that elevated cortisol actually interferes with your body's ability to release melatonin. That's going to have an impact on your sleep. And we all know how important a good night of sleep is, right? That's when your body and mind have the most profound opportunity for deep healing and repair. Well, you might be wondering, how do you disrupt this process leading to burnout? As I mentioned in my last episode, awareness is the first step to any change. You have to first become aware when you're putting too many demands on the mind and body without the self-care countermeasures to restore, recover, and heal. Let me ask you this. What happens when you use your smartphone heavily all day? You drain your battery, right? Well, you know that you need to recharge your phone overnight to get back to full power. Otherwise, your phone will not work with no battery power. Same holds true for you. When you drain your battery, you have to recharge at some point or you will eventually burn out. You have to get a handle on your stress response and restorative practices, and not just so you don't burn out, but so that instead of feeling exhausted, depleted, isolated, and unfulfilled, you can live a powerfully vibrant life feeling energized, supported, connected, and fulfilled. It's in your body's restorative rhythms that you'll find the healing capacity that gets you to that state of feeling rejuvenated. You have to tune into your self-care to disrupt this process that leads to burnout. What might that look like? Well, often people on the road to burnout discover they need to set more clear boundaries around work commitments as well as what they're committing to outside of work. Another important part of the healing process includes incorporating activities that support that restorative parasympathetic rest and digest activity. We already talked about positive self-talk. In the last episode, which was episode 14, as well as in episodes 3 and 8, I share techniques that support that parasympathetic activity. So if you feel like you're on the road towards burnout, you can tune into those short episodes for a few tools to get started with. I know this episode was a bit heavier on the medical terminology, but I always feel like it's helpful to understand what's happening in the body to better understand why we feel the way we do. Hopefully you agree and found this episode helpful and enjoyable. As always, thank you for spending some of your precious time with me. I truly appreciate you being here. And hey, if you know someone that's struggling with burnout, do them a favor and share this episode with them. We rise together, right? So let's rise together with restorative self-care practices that crush burnout and instead elevate mind and body. Thank you, friend. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on your favorite listening app. And if you haven't yet, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast so we can reach more people that need some self-care love and encouragement. Thank you so much, my friend. I'll look forward to talking with you next time.